opened the door to the most powerful room in housing, built for mortgage executives, real estate leaders, and the rising stars that drive innovation and progress. The gathering will feature over 45 powerful speakers on stage in Scottsdale, Arizona from April 21st to 24th. Learn more and register now at housingwirethegathering.com. Welcome everyone. Today my guest is Melinda Wilner, Chief Operating Officer at United Wholesale Mortgage to talk about growing the broker channel in a low volume environment. Hi, I'm McKenna Clay, Events and Program Specialist here at HW Media, and I wanted to invite you to our upcoming event this summer. A theme we've heard from housing leaders this year is the importance of relationships to not only survive, but be strategic in 2023. And that's why we decided to invite the top C-suite executives and leaders in mortgage to join us at Gathering of Eagles in Austin, Texas from June 18th until 21st. Now, Gathering of Eagles has historically been exclusive to the nation's most elite brokerage, association and team leaders, and C-suite leaders. But for the first time this year, we're opening up the audience to include execs from mortgage, title, and insurance so that you can connect and build vital partnerships for your business. If you want to learn more, visit the events page on realtrends.com and you can get registered today to come hang out with us in Austin. Melinda, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. I am so excited to be here. So I am here in Detroit for UWM Live, an event that I have never been to before. So um, it's actually, we're recording this the day before that that happens, and it will come out after it's happened, but very excited about it. So first off, let's let's talk a little bit about that event and tell me what the what the focus is. This is our second time doing it. And last year went so well. It was so much such great energy there. We had um, a couple guest speakers last year, Matt spoke, and it was just so nice to have so many of our clients in so many of our team members there talking to our clients. It was just a really energetic day. So repeat second year doing it again. So uh, we have some, a lot of booths set up, a lot of things about uh, UWM in there. Matt will be speaking. We have uh, Tarek Al Musa as a speaker. We have a couple of, um, actually several brokers who do really great things the way that they run their business uh, here to speak as well. And uh, we have Tony Robbins and yeah, he's a, he's always a great big hit and get you know people fired up and get everybody motivated to go back to their office and you know totally take things to a different level. So it's just such a great energetic day. And I think my favorite part, and this has been true of the broker channel for the last few years, is just the the sense of community that's there and like getting everybody together, like-minded people who care about what they do, who are out there grinding every day, growing their business. And it's just all fun to be together and share some ideas. And hopefully everybody who comes gets some great takeaways to go grow their business when they get back home. So looking forward to it. Right. So, I mean, your brokers are distributed everywhere. Yes. I mean, they could be all over. So hopefully they come in and get to interact with your staff and get to just have a, a great time. Yes, definitely. So yes, it's fun to have them all together and it's fun even you know them making relationships with each other throughout the years at events like this or industry events or maybe they came for success track uh, training here at UWM and they get to see their friends again and, and reconnect. So just love the community part of it all. Well, that I'm looking forward to that. It will be my first time. Um, we have some topics to go over. We have some big things happening, lots of news. So probably um, one of the most, uh, the stories getting the most traffic on our site 
uh, over the last week and a half, two weeks has been the LLPA changes. <laughs> and I know you guys are hearing about it. So let's start yeah. there. Like, um, are your brokers hearing a lot from consumers on this? You know, they must be because they're coming to us and like, you know, they're kind of bringing like, we heard this change is coming. And it's like, well, actually, it's a change that was rolled out and announced some months ago, which probably means they are also getting it from the consumer and borrowers that they're working with and it's just kind of escalating to us. So yeah, it's an, it's an interesting, um, I don't know, kind of explosion in this particular story. Uh, I think the, I think the issue is that it's, um, it's like in effect as of May 1st, but it's something that was actually announced several months back, maybe a couple months back of this change. So we've actually, you know, already made the change. So nobody's going to feel anything different on, you know, May 1st when it went in, it wasn't a, a drastic change right then, but, but yeah, it's uh, it's sure picking up steam. It caught the attention of the consumer media. And I think it's a narrative when you talk about, you know, housing affordability can be really difficult right mm -hmm. now, especially with higher mortgage rates. So people are like, what fees? I'm and, and the whole, I think it plays on the whole, like, you know, if I've, you know, if I have a better credit score, I shouldn't be, you know, penalized or paying more than someone with a, a low credit score yeah. without getting into the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. Can you give us the high level of why that that's sort of a, a false narrative? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it definitely isn't to the point of where someone with a better credit score is actually paying more than um, someone with a less good credit score. It's, you know, some adjustments were made, some you know, things are, are split into kind of credit score buckets and then loan to value buckets. And you know, these giant matrices that we look at that determine pricing for things. So some of those spots went up, some went down, some stayed the same. So um, what we saw, you know, in some cases, especially in the purchase world, there were more decreases and larger decreases on the lower end of the credit score bucket and more increases in the upper credit score. So again, it's still, you know, even before this change, um, it was cheaper for a high credit score borrower than it was for a low credit score. It's still that way. It's just some of the adjustments have changed. Some went high, some went low, some stayed the same. I feel like it's a pretty nuanced discussion for consumers to understand. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, I think mortgages are complex enough. I think most people are like, I want this great house. I got to sign a whole bunch of papers. What's the payment get me in? So yes, when we start to get into the nitty gritty of um, trying to explain like, how does this impact me? And it's, it's so confusing. I mean, mortgage rates change every day and sometimes multiple times a day just based on the market and then changes like this trying to understand you know points and fees and how that impacts the rate and closing costs it's definitely a, a difficult concept and you know something that that's why we have great mortgage broker experts to walk our our borrowers through conversations like this so they can help guide things a little bit further but yes when the you know the media just says oh my gosh like you know it, it's more expensive for good credit people now there's you know there's a little bit more to the story than, than what's out there. Well, and I think that it's uh, permeated. So you, you have lawmakers trying to, trying to pass a bill. You have the state regulators, state uh, organizations trying to push back. You have the FHFA itself, mm -hmm. uh, Sandra Thompson uh, issuing a statement, which I think is pretty unprecedented yep. for a change. I mean, you and I were talking before this podcast, they change things all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Guidelines change, um, these pricing things change. And, you know, I, I applaud the, the current administration doing a lot of things to make housing more affordable, which is great. And, you know, fortunately, I, I reflect on this a lot. They're doing it in more sound ways than 
we did before. So uh, I would say, you know, this is 20 some years in the mortgage industry. The last time we focused a lot on affordability, guidelines were significantly loosened and, you know, things were, things got, the credit box got much looser. That hasn't been the way that this round is going. It's not like, oh, let's just lend to everybody and let's get, you know, more loose in what we accept with um, debt to income ratios and let's loosen up here. We haven't seen that. And to me, um, that's a good thing because uh, I think we we felt some of those um, I don't know I don't I, I don't want to call them mistakes because we we all learn from them but that was kind of the way that um, homes were made more affordable in the past so I applaud this time it's like trying to find uh, creative ways for people who aren't homeowners today what are those hurdles so it could be um, my I pay my rent on time every day but you can't see that in my credit score because it's not reporting to Experian right and how do we get that to factor into a loan approval. So that's one example of a, of a very good way. Another thing, and, and this is actually, honestly my favorite part because I don't think the industry has ever really focused on this, is closing costs. Like realizing what a big chunk of money that closing costs you know take up when somebody's buying a home and you want them to be able to put as much money down. Hey, have the lowest mortgage um, loan amount, uh, have the lowest mortgage payment that's possible, have something in reserve, something in savings, should they need to invest something in the house or should anything come up. And, you know, it's been nice to watch um, really the, the progress and things like title work and allowing for attorney opinion letters and, and ways to really reduce some of the costs that are out there to allow the borrower to either have a you know more money toward their down payment or keep more of their savings in their pocket after they close. So that's, you know, it's, that's a great way overall. The pricing stuff, you know, again, things change all the time and, and, you know, they'll, they'll continue to make tweaks here and there. And they made um, some good changes a couple, you know, a few months ago for first time home buyers that are of a certain income level. So they're doing things in a, in a pretty, in a pretty sound way. I think that's interesting. So let's let's dig in a little bit on, you know, when we're in this sort of environment where affordability is more stretched, mm -hmm. just because, you know, so we had home prices go up. Yes. And we had mortgage rates go up. Yes. And we haven't had um, home prices really come down the way most people thought. Obviously, it's very specific to where you are, but because inventory is still so constrained, home prices are not, you know, not, it's not like you're like, oh, okay, well, mortgage rates went up, but you know, home That's prices right. dipped and made the difference. It's like, yeah, that hasn't happened. So yeah. how do you, how do you look at it? Like from the broker viewpoint in this sort of environment and, and what they could do to help housing affordability or help more people get into homes? Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, getting, knowing the options of things that are out there, like, you know, the, the rental payment thing that we just talked about, for example, um, looking for down payment assistance programs. There are so many out there at the, at the county level, at the state level, at the city level. Like there's so much opportunity out there to help. They have, um, you know, we have a program, Borrow Smart. It, uh, it helps give down payment funds for that. We have our 1% down program here at UWM. So just, I think most importantly, being aware of the help that is out there. Everybody's a little bit different. Some people have savings and you know not enough income. Some others have um, not much savings but have a decent amount of income. And just really realizing the the products that are out there, realizing the pricing of the products that are out there, and really just staying abreast of the the things that are coming up. Um, it's you know it's different. There are a lot more products out there than there used to be, and realizing that oh my goodness, like this this product that feels the same, you know, they're both uh, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac programs, but gosh, if I do this one, like it's actually cheaper for the borrower because of these things Like, and, you know, guidelines might be a little bit different, but it's so important to really keep on top of things. That's why you know, we try and um, 
uh, direct brokers a lot to our success track programs here. We have a lot of, you know, we, we show our uh, weekly sales meeting on there where we're telling our, our account executives, but also our brokers of all the things that are coming out. So it's so important for the brokers or any loan originator in America to take the best care of a consumer. They have to know the best products that are out there for the consumer. On that 1% program, can you mm-hmm. tell us just a little bit more about that? And like, do you, you know, at what point is that going to expire? Was that just for sort of our current market? Um, it is, <laughs> that's a good question. So it's a, it's a program that we've had in the past. Uh, we brought it back again. It's been the, I would say the most asked for product, uh, to bring back. And, and it's really, I mean, it's such a tool for brokers to really help with those that are struggling with affordability to give them extra funds toward it. So it's been a, it's been a, a great success. Um, we're happy to be able to help contribute to those who really need it most by doing that program again. So it's, uh, I'm proud of that program and that we brought it back. Um, how long it will last for, you know, we'll, we'll make some tweaks. It's obviously, uh, not the, not the cheapest thing that we do out there, but, uh, we're, we're really taking funds and giving them back and helping people get in home. So something to be proud of. You know, one of the big focuses that uh, we've written um, several times about the strategy that Matt Ishbia has Mm -hmm. for United Wholesale Mortgage Mm -hmm. and for the uh, broker channel in general. And his goal is just to grow it so much, right? Like this is his North Star is is to really gain market share for brokers for UWM, but also just, you know, he wants to he wants to grow this. So you know, how is this, this been a rough year for anybody in this business? What is, what does that mission look like or change to, or has it changed, you know, in, in this kind of environment? Yeah, it's still the same mission. Um, I think our brokers are actually, you know, when we look at market share, we look at the wholesale channel, um, they are seeing wins. They've always been very, very good at purchases because they're in the community. They're talking with, you know, other other people in the community, people that they work with, um, people on their, you know, kids, uh, soccer teams, uh, a lot of different ways that they're connecting with people. And, you know, people like doing business with people that they trust. And that's why they're, you know, they're out there. They're not, you know, just some giant cold call this 1-800 number and we'll, you know, find you a mortgage to help you. They're really there, you know, making people feel good and really searching for different options to get people into homes. So the mission has not changed at all. Like it's, you know, it's been our desire for so long. And I mean, the the beautiful part, and it's not just, you know, you kind of said this in the way that you asked the question, but it's not just about UWM growing. It's, it's actually just trying to grow the wholesale channel and, you know, the, the importance, I love the data that has come out of how much money consumers save with going wholesale instead of retail, $9,400. Um, and even more for minorities is, you know, nothing to, to sneeze at. So love seeing those numbers um, just shows further that um, our brokers are doing an awesome job out there and truly wholesale and using a mortgage broker is the way to go. It's not retail and it's not the, you know, whoever's in your mind because they advertise the most and that's the 800 number that you should call. It's uh, getting people to realize that things are, are much cheaper. And there's, you know, a lot of different reasons for that, you know, overhead and you know, a lot of different reasons that um, the broker channel is the better way to go for the consumer. So most importantly, continuing to get that message out. But uh, but things, yeah, the industry, uh, you know, it, it has changed. It's changed a million times over the years. There's peaks, there's valleys. So we just keep doing our same mission, which is just to help as many mortgage brokers grow and help as many consumers across the country to to get into homes, to refi, to save money, to move up into the next home and just doing our thing. So you've been, you know, you referenced that you've been doing this for a couple of decades. (laughs) Oh, that makes it seem even longer when you say it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You've seen several cycles, right? You've you've been in and out. What do you feel like... um, 
you wish people understood about this cycle mm-hmm. um, that maybe they don't? The broker standpoint from a broker? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the, the most important part is like, sometimes I feel bad for those who haven't been in the industry to see the cycles and to realize the incredible opportunity that lies ahead. Um, and I am confident that, you know, this is rates are different now than they used to be just in the things that are impacting rates substantially, right? Like going through the pandemic and whatever they chose to do with, you know, monetary policy or not. And now what they're doing, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's a little bit different of an animal. I think we're all very, very confident that at some point soon, uh, we will change the policy and rates will start to come back down. So realizing that, hey, if you're only in this for, a, a, you know, two or three years now, and you had explosive, you know, wonderful amount of business to start, and then you're in this cycle now, just realizing that there's something fantastic on the horizon that maybe even bigger than, you know, where they started, like, you know, when, when the, when refinances were really hot, just realizing every loan now, and every loan, you know, progressing as rates fall progressively, that it will be an opportunity for a refinance then, or you move into a different house then. So just, you know, hey, stick it out. And, you know, for those that have been in the industry, we've learned well enough, like, always save for a rainy day, <laughs> because <laughs> it is cyclical. And it's, you know, it's important to realize that you're going to have these high times and you, you stack some of that away to get you through the low times and the high times are going to come back up again. It's a crazy industry. So, uh, <laughs> You know, so one of the things that makes it so difficult when you have that low volume environment is the costs are just not spread out as much. So the, you know, uh, so we, the cost to originate just seems like crazy. When I was, when I first joined housing wire, uh, we went through this period where, you know, the, the cost to originate went up. And so we were trying to figure out a better headline. So we're like, it's ridiculous. It's Mm -hmm. even more ridiculous. It's, you know, it's crazy. (laughs) It's whatever. And now I'm like, wow, it's actually more expensive than ever. I believe. How do you, you know, how do you combat that? How does a broker combat that when you're like, you, nobody has as much volume, even if you're doing a good job, right. Even if you're, you know, uh, succeeding through this market. So what do you think are some of the things that, you know, the industry should expect to see inefficiencies or in cost savings and and why it costs so much to originate a mortgage? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, you know, just from a running a business, running a small business standpoint, like it's so important to watch your overhead, right? And, to, you know, again, back to the cyclicality of this and realizing that it, it is cyclical to keep your fixed expenses as low as possible. Um, it is, uh, you know, it's things like, you know, credit reports have gotten more expensive. Unfortunately, that's, you know, nine times out of 10, a pass-through cost for the consumer because they're now charging more for that. And that was a hot item uh, this year, super hot item this year in the mortgage industry too. But we're seeing, you know, quite a few um, kind of forced, you know, we're all forced to pull credit reports and use it. And hey, if they raise the price, then it eventually does get passed on to the borrower. But, um, you know, oh, again, always focusing on efficiency. And now is a great time. Like you think back to um, when times were super busy, I always tell brokers, I'm like, do you remember when last time, like your hair was on fire, like loans were falling out of the sky and you just, you had those moments of, I just wish I had the time to do X, Y, and Z, like, you know, to make my life easier. Have you done X, Y, and Z since things have been quieter? Because what's about to come as rates come down and the refi boom comes back is far more aggressive than what we saw over there. So focusing now on getting things put into place. Yeah, you may not need the efficiency right now because you might have some extra time because business is down, but 
preparing for, you know, I'll call it battle. I hate to say battle because it's a negative word, but preparing for the battle of what's to come and how busy you're going to be. Like now's the time to perfect the process. And, you know, most importantly is, you know, I would say even more important than the efficiency of things because you can always, you know, hire and have people help you, but just making sure that they give the borrower the best experience possible so that they want to go back to that mortgage broker again when it comes time to refinance. So important because, you know, lead gen right now, leads are costing so yep. much money. So again, like you said, the the easiest lead, the least expensive lead is just treating your current yes. customers, yes. you know, really well. I, yeah, It's so funny you said that because um, in 2021, so HousingWire offers some lead gen products, right, for mm-hmm. different people. And we had someone call up and be like, you have to turn it off. We are getting too many leads. And it's like, <laughs> we were like that's great. We're happy. Yeah. But like, I mean, I think that was a, a common thing where it's like, <laughs> I have more than I can possibly do. Yes. And it's like a trying to drink from a fire hose. And yeah. wouldn't we all like that again? Yes. But to your point, I, I do think that there's things that you can do. What part do you think technology should be playing in that? A huge, huge part. I, you know, it's a, it's another item that I talk about a lot. Like, Hey, how many brokers are, you know, considering themselves on the front edge of technology? And it's, it's huge. Like, and I think we're all victim to the things that like, Oh, like it only takes me, you know, 10 minutes to do this, you know, four times a day, like realizing all those little things that technology can do for us. And, you know, using things like our brand 360, like don't go on like, okay, I got to log in every day to, you know, do my post here, like put in the whole calendar for the month in case your day gets busy and you didn't get a chance to go in there one, but instead of going in and out every single day, have the whole thing planned, let it go on autopilot, right? Like all those things that kind of- Is that like a social media program? It it is. It is. Yeah. It's a way to be able to kind of um, put their social media calendar and then help them with posting things on different social websites, but it's all planned. I mean, I think the, you know, some of the worst part is like, we're so quick to be like, oh, I was too busy today to do that thing, right? Like there's things that I think we all have that we may not love doing. So somebody who's not like, I love social media, you know, you should do it from a business standpoint, the day where it's like, it gets busy. It's like, Oh, I'll do two tomorrow instead. And next thing you know, four or five days have gone by. So just really important to, to let technology do a lot of things, you know, think about, you know, email journeys and, and keeping in contact with clients. Like that's really the biggest thing is like keeping, you know, forefront, like, and you can have a borrower with the best experience for, you know, ever possible. They go to buy a new home the realtor might have somebody else like you got to stay in contact with them at great moments in time. So you're you know kind of always in their, in their mind. So, you know, chat GPT is huge. Yeah, yes. uh, this is something that, but when you, when you're talking about that, I think about the fact that, you know, you as, you know, UWM is a very large company. I mean, when you talk about that, that, that is using AI. So someone mm-hmm. can go in and use the, you know, you've already like packaged it for them. Yes. But we do see a lot of loan officers, real estate, folks, people really use like using chat GPT as an individual. Mm-hmm. How, how does that, um, do you hear that from your brokers at all? Not a ton yet. It's definitely, um, you know, it's interesting watching the industry trying to figure out the best usage. And actually we were just talking about it yesterday here at UWM, like what, you know, how can that help us elevate the next thing? What can we, um, you know, does it make guidelines easier to search? Like how do we be more intuitive? Like that's what we're always after is, you know, faster, easier, cheaper for whatever it is. And I mean, any business owner should be after those 
those things. You know, how do you make things better for your client and everything else? And a lot of that always does come with technology. So we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited, uh, you know, try and figure out how to, how that fits into our business model and figure out ways to make ourselves even more efficient. So then we can, you know, do the next loan even quicker. So that's what we're always after. So when you, you know, when you talked about, Hey, are you doing that X, Y, Z or one, two, three thing, (laughs) what from a UWM standpoint and your business, like, what does this mean? Like, what are you guys doing right now that maybe you didn't have time to do? Oh, that's a good question. We're always doing stuff here. Like we have always prioritized progress and tools and trying. So we're not, we're not the kind to be like, we're, oh, we're too busy. So let's stop doing this. We're also not the kind to like, oh, we're, we're slow now. Let's you know stop marketing or stop technology. It's uh, no, we're actually very, very, very steady with our strategy of, of things like technology and process improvement. Like it's, it's 24 seven, 365 days a year that, <laughs> that we're really all thinking about how to be, you know, faster, easier, cheaper. So for us, like it's not much cyclicality to, to that part of things, but do focuses change? Yeah, definitely. Hey, how do we, um, we've had a lot of product expansions this year, last year, um, for example, and, you know, things that our, our brokers like, Hey, I, you know, their loans are harder to come by. I don't want to not do any loan that's out there. And I don't want to not have a great experience like I get with my UWM borrowers. How can we do that? Whereas in the past, we haven't rolled out so many products before. So there are some, um, I would say there's some maybe priority changes the way that we, whatever we might work on. But as far as the strategy of, um, of fast reads or cheaper, that's always forefront of our minds. So you talked about, you know, the closing costs and things like that. We've mm-hmm. seen the federal government really focus on the fact that some of those, um, what I think of as ancillary, not, not that they're not very important, but they're not, you know, they're not part of the underwriting process or whatever, but like the closing, the appraisal. Yes. And we've seen them really take a, um, a pretty aggressive stance yes. in the last year or so uh, on both of those things. Yes. Uh, attorney opinion letters is a great uh, example. The recent changes with the appraisal uh, options that people have now five instead of three. Um, <laughs> I love hearing that in the background. <laughs> if our podcast listeners heard that, someone just sneezed. Uh, awesome. This is live. You can tell. He's um, a good loud sneezer. <laughs> Not live, but but we are, you know, actually here. Well, Melinda, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast, and thanks for, um, you know, kind of explaining your vision and and what's going on here. Really excited about UWM Live. We'll we'll uh, talk more about that. But thanks again for being on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's always fun to talk about all this great mortgage stuff. We have a Slack channel at HW that publishes all the new registered users for our HW events, like the Gathering of Eagles coming up in June and Housing Wire Annual coming up in October. I was just scrolling through the Gathering of Eagles feed on Slack, and wow, I am blown away with the quality of the attendees. Leaders from Keller Williams, Better Homes and Gardens, EXP, Compass, Hannah Holdings, Remax, and Home Services. And incredible ecosystem partners like Zillow, Austin Board of Realtors, New Western Acquisitions, UWM and Bright MLS, just to name a few. If you aren't familiar with GOE, this is our real estate brokerage event for the most elite brokers, teams, MLS execs, and state and local association of realtors leaders. June 18th through 21st in Austin, Texas at the amazing Omni Barton Creek Resort. Visit the events tab on realtrends.com or housingwire.com to register. 
Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.